welcome everyone to episode 11 of the Gamify Everything podcast, Beyond the Metaverse. I'm your host, Marcus Howard, and I'm joined today by Ernest Spicer and Newton Lillivoy. Is that Lillivoy? I pronounce it properly. Yeah, it's close enough, Lillivoy. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't, my French is bad. Gentlemen, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us. Thank you. Yeah, thank you Good for having us. Yep, yep. So this podcast is all about everything happening in the gamified ecosystem, from blockchain gaming to the metaverse, anything happening in esports, um, and and really how the, the gamification of content and the NFTization, if you will, of IP is just expanding the digital ecosystem. So if you both don't mind, Ernest, starting with you, if you'll you'll yeah. tell everyone who you are and what you're about, and Newton, you next. All right. Uh, I'm Ernest Spicer. I'm CTO of Ignis Studios. Uh, I've been a digital artist for about 20 years, playing on games. I started with Tribes a long time ago and evolved into software. And I started working in the blockchain space about four or five years ago on Ethereum, developing a couple of dApps and got in and out of things. And about two years ago, really saw the NFT space starting to grow and boom and knew that there really needed to be some like premium content out there. Uh, so started really searching out and finding, you know, really good stories that needed to be told on blockchain and the best way to do it. And that's, uh, you know, I started talking with Newton about a year ago about some different things that we could possibly do with some of his comics. Um, Newton has the Crescent City Monsters, which was, you know, got me interested in Dream Fury. And uh, then as our relationship grew, he told me about what he was writing and producing with Keisha. And I just knew that that was a story that would be awesome to get out there as a character on some sort of blockchain game. And that's when I started working with Andre Johnson over at Mythical about six months ago. Yeah, yeah, Andre's a great guy. Uh, He's over at Simwin now. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now he's uh, working on blockchain for fantasy games, uh, fantasy sports and esports. But we started getting that project going and Newton started feeding us art and some of the story, and I started adapting it into a Blanco's character through, you know, their artistic process. And that's where we're at today. We're getting a story out there, and this character is going to help propel Newton to launch Keisha, the graphic novel, and tell more stories later on with it and possible other blockchain universes. Excellent, excellent. And Newton, a little bit about your background. Yeah, so my name is Newton Lillivois. I'm a comic book writer, comic book creator of Crescent City Monsters. I'm the Dream Fury Comics Publishing. That's the publishing company I use for um, all my comic book and graphic novel projects. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm mostly known for Crescent City Monsters. Uh, we won uh, four Glyph Awards in 2020. We were nominated for uh, two Ringo Comic Book Awards in 2021. We'll see what 2022 brings. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so Crescent City Monsters has been really popular. Um, we've been using the uh, uh, model, business model of uh, doing uh, Kickstarter or funding our comic books through Kickstarter, which has been pretty successful. Our uh, last Kickstarter raised $30,000. So um, we've been slowly building our um, audience um, based on that business um, model with Kickstarter. A year ago, um, Ernest uh, had approached me, and um, my next phase really is uh, trying to build or expand my business um, outside of Kickstarter, right? And the NFT space 
seems like just the perfect thing for um, comic book creators in general, especially when you have the mixture of artwork and literature and a fan base. So um, Ernest and I, like Ernest mentioned, been talking for about a year. Um, Ernest is a really technical guy. I have a technical background. I'm, when I'm not writing comic books, I'm writing code. Or I used to write code. Um, I'm mostly doing uh, a lot of uh, DevOps stuff now. But um, yeah, when Ernest approached me, he was he was he was a great mixture of um, technical know-how and just uh, uh, the future foresight in terms of where things are going. A lot of the things he said, um, I was pretty much on the same page. So I was like, "Yeah, sign me up. I'm on board." And um, <laughs> from there, you know, we started just bouncing some ideas as to what we're going to do, what we can take. Um, Ernest has been, um, I'm not as technical in, in the NFT space as uh, Ernest is, but he's, he's like my to- my go-to guy when I, whenever I have questions about um, blockchain technologies or any of the things that come up. So he's been a great resource. And recently, uh, Ernest, is, um, like you mentioned, he's been uh, talking to the guys at uh, Mythical Games, and we've been, uh, so we partnered with them, and we have uh, something with uh, Keisha the Demon Eater, um, so which is pretty exciting, um, especially considering that um, even though uh, the comic book is not out, there's been so much excitement about it that um, anytime people um, see the imagery of Keisha and hear the backstory, um, they're they're just pretty much excited about the whole thing. So um, Ernest did a good job at pitching that to uh, Mythical Games and the drop is uh February 9th I believe so yeah. um, I'm looking forward to that um yeah and that's pretty much that pretty much wraps up uh where we're at with that it's dope man I, I don't know if we we the people who are listening catch the gravity of that so on February 9th you have what is that the first character to appear in a blockchain and metaverse ecosystem it's coming from you from from Dream Jury Comics through through Ignis Studio is that correct yeah, yeah, it's a partnership, yeah, um, that we have uh, with Mythical Games, so that's pretty exciting. That's dope. The rest of both of you. And then it's also, Appreciate that's it. a first for, for the culture, right, with it being Black History Month, that, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> and that was that was something that Andre really pushed for, and that's something we truly appreciate. You know, he, he saw it as being something that was of, you know, high gravity. It's, it's kind of a big deal. And putting it forefront for Black History Month does a lot of awesome things. And Mythical is a part of Black History Month is actually talking about donating a portion of their proceeds to, uh, I don't know which organization yet, but they'll be releasing that information next week. Definitely be uh, staying tuned to that. And I love to see that because I, I don't know if you can you know, tune into the podcast and, and this one or, or the Eat for Life podcast, but I, I see some serious concerns over a lack of equity moving into the metaverse. So I'm glad to see that, that A, they're partnering with uh, urban creators, the culture, and, and then ultimately taking some of those proceeds that they get from monetizing urban culture and putting it back into the urban community. Yeah, yeah. And that was uh, their, their executive team, uh, Sean Keith and Ilya over at Mythical. Those guys are awesome about working with us to make sure that gets done properly. Uh, Mythical's got a lot of really cool stuff coming out too. A lot of people don't know that blockchain game is getting ready to, uh, you know, in just blockchain in general, everybody talks about cross-chain utility, 
You know, they want to see the ability for Ethereum to communicate with other bridges and talk to EOS and have that value transition between chains so that we can start creating an actual metaverse, like not an Ethereum metaverse, not an EOS metaverse, not a, you know, none of that, that stuff, but to have a collaborative metaverse. And Mythical is actually the first ones to do it. Uh, the game platform is built on EA, EOS IO, and that's how they've been running for the last year and a half. And as of today, you, there's special characters that uh, are NFTs on their chain that you can download to your Ethereum wallet and be able to sell them on Ethereum, trade them on Ethereum, and then put them right back into the mythical ethos system during that transaction or after the transaction. Really? Yeah. 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 It is really massive. Those guys are working hard on some really big things. And that's, that's one of the big ones that's really going to shake up blockchain. Yeah, yeah, and the, go ahead. the best thing about, sorry, but the best thing about um, uh, Blanco's too is that you don't really have to know anything about NFTs or blockchain technology to enjoy the game and use um, the system itself. You can enjoy all the benefits of um, the blockchain and F- NFTs without even using any of those words. You know, so the way the way they have it structured is really sweet, and um, that's the one thing that really. Um, it kind of attracted me to this um, this platform when Ernest was like, "Hey, you ever heard of Blanco?" So I was like, "Nah." So I went to check it out, and I was like, "Wow, okay." Not only is the the graphics really nice, and the, the world that they're building is um, is really enjoyable. It's it's just the system itself. I, you know, I'm a technical person, but to be honest, on my downtime, I do not like to be technical. I like everything as dumbed down as possible. You know, and and. Um, that's what they did here. They made it really easy for the average person who, who doesn't have a wallet, who um, you know doesn't know a hashtag from a not a hashtag, but you know um, hash code from um, you know um, the alphabet soup. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, and and that's the part that I really like. And when I, especially when I look at um, investments in technology, and, and I don't mean investment strictly in stock, but also just in my time and my effort. If it makes it easy for the consumer, um, I'm all on board. And that's exactly what Blanco said. It makes it really easy just to jump on board and still take advantage of this blockchain and NFT stuff without having to really think about it. And, and that's that's key for me. So is this, Keisha's going to exist first in Blanco's before yeah. any, in print? Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, which is incredible to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's kind of dope. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be in the, in the video game before it actually hits comic This is is mind blowing for me. Yeah, you never hear that. Uh, and so so few characters from video games make it to comic books and vice versa. Uh, but but certainly not in that order if it's a comic book character IP first. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, we're going to be doing another one. I'm getting ready to do another drop later in the year with Mythical on another comic IP. We haven't chosen yet, but that's, we're going to be doing this probably twice a year. So we're going to be cycling other comics and getting a lot of different brands into the Blanco's universe. And, you know, now because of the Ethereum bridge, it'll be in the expanded metaverse once they start getting all the characters onboarded for Ethereum drops. Newton, I have a question for you. Uh, you know, obviously you're moving forward in the metaverse, so the answer is yes, but ultimately it was yes. But have you had you considered 
putting your comic book into a game before you spoke with Ernest? Or if, and if you answer that question first, I have a follow up question. Oh, you mean a comic book character into a game? comic book character in, into a video game, basically by extension, the metaverse. Yeah. So, um, as a as a comic book creator, I can tell you that uh, most comic book creators, when they're creating a comic book, they're thinking like, okay, um, it'd be great to expand this into other mediums, right? Whether that be movies, animation, video games. So yeah, um, it's something that, that definitely came to mind. Now, was that something that I was looking for and, or putting on top of my list and, and planning for? No, um, it just happened that, you know, um, I, um, I ran into Ernest and, and we made connections and, and it worked out that way. But um, video games and other mediums outside of comic books is, it's pretty much a, a great extension because when you're a comic book creator, um, it's it's all about the story, right? Um, basically, right? And the audience you build around the story. Um, so, for example, like you have what the hot um the um Harry Potter series, right? It, it's a book, but now it's also an amusement park. It's it's so many things, you know. So because they build a community and world around it, and so when you're a uh, comic book creator or just any creator in general where, where you can um, base a story on um, extending that beyond whatever medium you start off first, whether that's a comic book, a novel, or even a movie is, is always the goal just to expand that world. So um, yeah, um, having it in a video game system is, is something I was definitely interested in. Um, but I didn't realize it was going to happen this soon. <laughs> and I'm glad to see it because I think you know, Ernest can probably appreciate this, that a lot of the content that's in the blockchain ecosystem is a bit, I'll call it shallow. In terms uh, of You're being nice. <laughs> 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 I know a lot of really, uh, really great creators and executives in very large blockchain companies that, and even in art companies as well, like Meow Wolf, uh, Vince over at Meow Wolf. Awesome guy. He, he's, says a lot of things that are missing from not just blockchain, but the overall metaverse is storytelling. You know, it's that's that's a big component that's not being shined on. And I think that that's something that, you know, that's what I'm working hard and our company's working hard to do is bring storytelling to blockchain, bring it to platforms in a different way, like even with Mythical. And they give the best platform possible to be able to tell a story. Not only are we, you know, we're getting this character in there, but, you know, users, just regular users can go in and create levels and maps and things like that. So there is that ability to have a shared economy and a creator economy, but still promote artists and promote storytelling in special ways. Not that this is a plug for Mythical, but for those of our viewers who are either watching or, or joining us, uh, listening to this, the podcast later when it goes out into the audio format, can both of you describe or one of you describe that process of how you go from you have a piece of IP that is not digital? I mean, obviously, the designs are digital, but how do you go from not being into the metaverse to getting your IP into the metaverse in case there are others listening who may see this as an opportunity for themselves as well? Oh, this one was hard. This one was a story. Like <laughs> the reason this worked is because Newton is an established creator. Like this is the mythical is all about having like very high quality content from stories to artists. And if you look at any of the artists that are dropping NFTs in their platform from like 
Mel Chang to Dan Lish to, I mean, there, there's a, some very huge graphic designers in there, which is why I'm so honored to be able to work with Newton on this one and get the, the character dropped. But as far as getting into the metaverse our way, we, we did it because we both are seasoned creators. Like we both have worked our, our entire life in graphic design and storytelling. And we've worked in web two. We've made it in web two. So <laughs> we're, we're now getting into web three. That's, that's how we work to get our IP in there. And it was such a good story. I mean, Newton, I think you should probably tell them a little bit of backstory about Keisha because that's what got everybody so excited. Oh, yeah. So the uh, I guess the elevator pitch is uh, 16-year-old Keisha um, is is uh, possessed by, by demons that consumes other demons. So she's sent to uh, a Midwest town, you know, hundreds of miles away from home. Um, and the town that she's sent to that's supposed to help, um, she, she goes to live with her aunt. And the town that she's sent to has its own secrets, and she's forced to release the demon within her to help uh, uh, kind of fight off those secrets. I don't want to reveal too much of those secrets. And, right, right. and so, yeah, and the town, you know, the town has its secrets of its own. Um, so um, that's that's pretty much the elevator pitch of, of Keisha the Demon Eater. That's pretty cool. It's minus the demon eating part. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, and I don't mean that that's not cool. But what I'm getting, I was trying to preface this statement with that, you know, that, that sending someone off to go live with a, a aunt or a relative, that, that's such a human experience. Yeah. So, yeah, that's one of the things, too. So um, it's a human experience, especially um, you find that um, within the black culture a lot because mm-hmm. you have families that are torn apart for whatever reason and you know a person may um, lose uh, um, both parents or one parent that one parent doesn't have enough resources to take so sometimes you find that a lot in um, uh, black communities where they they're sent to live with grandmother or aunt or some other relative so um, that's that's one of the things I like about the story it's it's kind of relatable in that in that way yeah, it is. I'm excited to hear more about it. It just it's the premise is so solid. So kudos to you and, and Ernest. Thank you for helping him bring this to life inside the metaverse. Oh, dude, it's been my honor. Dude, I, it's it's been awesome just to see the story and hear the story take shape. I'm not allowed to say anything about the story either, and I know a few things <laughs> because he had to help me get the artwork kind of processed into the the character itself. But yeah, it's it's a really awesome story and. The more you like, I can't wait for people to read it when it comes out in June or July, whichever we figure out. But that's that's what we're hoping for. But, yeah, I can't wait to read it myself. It's one so, of those stories that has relation. Yeah. Wait, and I want to go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. But uh, I wanted to give a big shout out to my artist. His uh, name is Giancarlo Bernal. He's he's uh, one of the best, if not the best artist in the comic industry right now. He's absolutely amazing. So a uh, big shout out to Jim. He's like um, my partner in crime when it comes to comic books. He's, he's, he's an absolute beast. Um, everyone who sees his artwork falls in love with him. And you all have sent me some concept art and even, you know, the Blanco's piece, which obviously stays confidential. Everyone else can see it when it, when it drops on, on the night. Uh, but I, I want to understand from your perspective, Newton, 
do you think that you'll see other especially black creators inspired by this to try to to move into the metaverse to create more opportunities is it is it more of a risk uh potential brand i won't use the word damage but do you think there's some hesitancy because I, I heard i don't know if you're familiar with black sins entertainment yeah yeah i'm very familiar with those guys yeah okay. so um you know congratulations to them on their shark tank deal right right <laughs> so i i they started actually i i've known the team for about five to seven years now, they actually started from a Kickstarter campaign for a game. And unfortunately they couldn't get the funding there. So they pivoted into comics. And then from there, obviously the, the rest of the story is history. But recently after the shark tank thing, they did a, a live stream thing on LinkedIn and said, you know, flat out that they weren't going to do anything related to NFTs or, or crypto because they felt like it was just digital business that wasn't tied to a product or service, not necessarily a virtual extension of their existing business. Yeah, I think um, they said that because I don't think they have a full understanding of the opportunities available to them. Mm-hmm. Um, they can do so much with their IP. They've got a huge following. Um, and it's really about um, just what building on that community, right? Um, for me, the way I looked at look at it is um, it's pretty much similar. If you avoid uh, NFTs related things, it's pretty much like saying, you know what, um, I don't want to do uh, TV. I just want to um, stick with just video games and comic books, right? You know, it's, like, it's like closing up all avenues of building community. Um, now, is the NFT world filled with like um, just a lot of speculation and a lot of hype? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> but um, I've looked at a lot of what um, people who invest in NFT, they're very careful in, in the, the real hardcore people and the people who try to find value. They really um, look for um, things like things that have communities. You know what I mean? How unique is this? Are they building a brand? So it's not like they're in it just to, um, it's not a speculation where they're just, not thinking about where they're putting their money in. And I'm talking about the, the real serious people um, in terms of their investment in NFT and, and, and the art behind it. And these people are taking time to really um, look at these these NFT projects and um, they're not you know just haphazardly making investments. So with that being said, I think those are the type of people that are going to really drive the value in, in, in the long term um, of of NFT projects. So um, the fact that, it, I mean, it's sad to hear that that's what he thinks about it, but um, to be honest, I think um, within a year time, he's definitely going to change his mind. And sometimes I think too, what happens is a lot of people get into too much into the, the negative press that NFT has, right? So the first being the, um, the uh, um, what do you call it? The, the, um, environmental issues right um, which i think is a valid concern but um, i'm in the technology firm um, field and i know that when it comes to technology any issues that they have are always going to be solved quickly right within you know one or two years um, they're going to um, solve that issue right and they've, they've already have right with right. different technologies uh, like um, now you have a uh, proof of authority right in, instead of proof of work which helps reduce um, or, or alleviate that problem. 
So, you know, we're, we're there, we're almost there in fixing it. Um, so, and then the other part is the fact that, you know, there's a lot of hype about it. You know, people are reading like, oh, NFTs are a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, some of it is, but it's like with everything. You, you really have to dig down, do your research, and understand it completely. So I think, um, I really think, <laughs> I, almost, I, I almost bet on it that within a year time, um, they, they'll be changing their minds and, and they'll be um, in the NFT project for sure. <laughs> for sure. I can almost guarantee you. Because um, I've been watching Black Sands for a while and um, he's he's a really good business guy. He's, he's got a real good business sense. Mm -hmm. So I think eventually he's going to, and um, he'll see it sooner than, um, rather than later. That, mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, um, this is the space that I need to be in, and and he'll he'll jump aboard. Um, Who invested yeah. in him? Uh, Mark Hart Cuban. And Mark Cuban. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. You think that he's not going to do an NFT project working for Cuban? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's see that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's an absolutely good point. Yeah, and and that's what um, that's why uh, Mark Cuban said he, he joined because he, he wanted to help them with their technology side. And, yeah. That's an excellent point. Yeah, there's no way uh, Mark Cuban is going to let them slide around. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, they have 30% of his company now. So you're right. You're right. It, it will certainly be less than 12 months. I would be surprised if it's more than 12 months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was being conservative, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know, I was saying earlier, it, it takes someone in the space that, that he can relate to or, or resonate with to do it first and, and help demystify it, right? So when Dream Fury Comics launches Keisha and, and creates all these ancillary experiences and, and by extension, ancillary revenue, it, for those who are also in the space, it should be a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it's like with every business. Everyone's watching everyone else. If um, they see someone's making a move that um, in, a in a new space or in a new way and it seems kind of risky or um, the outcome is not very predictable, you know, people sit back and watch, like, okay, we'll see what happens. And, you know, if there's success, then people will follow. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure the Keisha drop will be successful and there, there'll be um, a lot more people following after that. And, you know, I'm not the first one to be in the NFT space itself. Um, I'm not sure if I'm the first indie creator to be in uh, NFT-based game. I might be. I'm not sure. You are. No, Newton, you are. It's okay, 100% so, you are. <laughs> <laughs> so um, whatever the case is, you know, I think once people see how it goes, they'll, they'll definitely be encouraged. Awesome. Actually, to, to put it this way, Newton, you're the very first comic to be in a game period. Disney still hasn't done it. Marvel hasn't done it. DC hasn't done it. As far as being a blockchain game, nobody's done it yet. So you beat everybody to the punch. Wow. History in the making. <laughs> exactly. exactly right here, right here. We're, we're honored to, to be a part of that history. Thank you for sharing that that you know tremendous moment and, and accolade here on the podcast. Yeah, I need to update my I need to update my wiki page now. <laughs> <laughs> Your new LinkedIn title will be the first comic book of the metaverse. <laughs> oh yeah. And shout yeah, out to the shared metaverse. <laughs> Shout out to Chris Smith and Xander Sims joining us from LinkedIn. Chris Chris made an interesting post earlier today about the metaverse uh, and, and, and more so NFTs, uh, you know, offering some free advice, more so I think to the esports ecosystem about leveraging NFTs to create like long-term experiences, like unique experiences. Coachella had announced they would do something very similar. 
where it's like you get the NFT and you've got like lifetime access or some extended access to you know in-person concerts and other things. Is that something that you all have considered? I don't want to you know throw the, the baby out with the bathwater. It might be a little too early oh, to talk yeah. about that. No, no, it's not too early. Uh, yeah, Ignisverse. Ignisverse is a learning platform that uh, me and Tiffany Reese, PhD at uh, she's at Washington State University. She also owns the company Scale Learning Technologies. We started working together on a blockchain learning management system about two years ago, well, a little under two years ago, and uh, it didn't take off because government regulation and credit credential, all that crap, didn't work. Okay, so we had to shelve it. And, you know, as we're developing all of these utilities, trying to get into blockchain gaming and things like that, I, I figured I'd reconfigure it and make it an NFT ecosystem platform. So it's essentially a learning management system where there's courses that are separated by access to different collections, whether it be dead fellows or now we're getting ready to work with uh, some mythical characters and have mythical be an entry key. So you can sign up, register, get on this centralized system and within message people in your community. You can be a part of small study groups. There's video uploadable content, quizzes, all developed by higher education professionals. Yeah, that's going to be a game changer for sure. We yeah, it, Go ahead, Newton. Oh uh, yeah. So I was gonna say, um, and I know for myself, um, one of the things that's uh, important is um, I heard one of your guests talk about it. I was listening to your show, um, you know, just to kind of get an idea of the format and the stuff that you talk about. And one of the things I think he he had mentioned. I, um, I apologize, I forget his name, but he had mentioned the word utility, right? As that's like one of the most important things with NFTs, and um, especially with comic. Um, utility is such a um, is, is such an important thing and something that can easily be applied to NFTs, right? Because as a comic book creator, you're going to comic book conventions, right? Um, and you can use an NFT. So, like, you, you can have an NFT that says, "Hey, you know, anytime you um, you show me this NFT, anytime you come to my table, you get like a free eight by ten print." You know, you can provide value outside. Of, of the digital world and into the, um, the real world because you still have a physical product, a physical product, and you're doing things in the physical world like comic book conventions, signing, and whatnot. So all of that is possible to to merge and mesh with um, your NFTs and you know the the things you could do in terms of reaching out to your community and your fan base is only limited by your imagination. Shout out to Terry joining us on LinkedIn as well. He's been in the esports for a long time. Uh, well, and he, he just dropped the link for the real CIA.com. He says nice. that we have gamified the CIA. I'll have to check that one out later. I will hopefully too. I hopefully, I don't get one of the, the alphabet departments at my front door after I click on that link. So, uh, just saying earlier, rule number one of the metaverse and the NFTs is don't click on links. But Terry, I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> Xander and I are actually working together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Xander and I are putting out another NFT drop at the end of the month for Black History Month as well. We're working with a designer, Natalie Trebone. Uh She's blind and wanted to design a dress for the metaverse, a wedding dress. So we've been working on that for a couple of months, and that's going to be dropping soon. But he's helping with all the promotional media. So, yeah, Xander's and Digital Storytellers, Inc. Shout out. 
Awesome, Xander. Appreciate your support of the culture. Uh, I'm glad to see all of this happening. I, again, I didn't know that that as much is happening in the space uh, from from black and, and urban creators. So it's it's encouraging. I'm from the South, and honestly, I, I love the story. I love the culture, and I really like supporting it as much as I can. And I wanted to really try to get some projects off the ground to I, get some people inspired. You know, it, we need more black creators in Web3. We need more culture in Web3. We need more storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. Do we yeah, have we any need- other questions? Anybody on LinkedIn joining us? Um, we're also streaming live to Facebook and to Twitter. So if you have any questions, type those in the chat. We'll get those here. Glad to get those answered. We've got just about another 10 minutes or so left in the episode. So if you have any questions, by all means, send them on. While we wait on those questions, can you you talk a little bit more about the experience that we can expect on February 9th, just another six days from now? Well, uh, Mythical is going to be just – I think they're going to start promoting the character end of this week, beginning of next week. That's why – we let them do all the promotional stuff and we have to follow their lead. That's why we haven't dropped any information besides this podcast, but it should be Friday or Monday. And that should be when some of the imagery gets released. And it's just going to be, I think they're doing 1999 a character. Don't quote me on that one, but it's going to be 4,000 available. And when they sell out, they sell out. And yes, their platform, is that going to be like an Amazon prime thing? Cause I seem to remember they had like a prime day I have that. I probably missed that on an opportunity. I am not. It's not going to be on Prime. It's only going to be on the marketplace itself. So they have uh, special Prime drops, and those are characters designed for Prime. And this one is just for Mythical. This is their internal. Excellent. So last I heard, go ahead. uh, Last I heard, they um, they're going to start promoting on the fifth. So I think the fifth. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. And then it's going to be uh, 3,500 uh, Kisha, Kisha drops. Yeah. When one of you get some time, if you'll post that link in the comments, because you know people will, if they weren't joining us here live on LinkedIn, they'll see it over the course of the next few days. Uh, we get a few hundred people viewing these after they're live. Uh, and they'll probably go through the comments. They'll be you know, definitely if, at least as interested as, as I'm sure uh, you know, everyone else who's joining and watching us is in making sure that they're a part of this history making moment. So if you'll just post that link in the comments, that way they can go to wherever the page is, or, or maybe that's two days from now. It might be a little early for you to drop links. Yeah, they definitely. So with the mythical ecosystem, they definitely want to get registered before the ninth and kind of be ready for what it could be pandemonium. It couldn't be. I don't know. I've seen drops sell out in like literally minutes. I've seen them not sell out for a few days, but Seems like there's a, a lot of support around this character and around this this story in in the Blanco's universe. So I think it might sell out pretty quick. Is there yeah, a limit so, to the number of, of uh, NFTs that you can get? Is it like one per wallet? Like how does four that per wallet? I believe it's four. Okay. Yeah. So the when I mentioned the the fifth, that's uh, the date that they're going to start promoting. Um, the drop date is actually the ninth. So like Ernest says, um, before the night, it's good to download the game and um, register so you can actually participate in the Keisha drop. Um, and Ernest and I, we're planning to uh, 
have a Twitch feed, and possibly tonight. I'm not sure if we're still doing it tonight, but maybe tomorrow. <laughs> but um, we're going to have a Twitch feed where we kind of go through the Blankos game and get people familiar with the game itself and how it works, where you would go to the marketplace and things like that. Is um, It's not a matter of just like downloading the game and boom, you're, you're going to participate in the drop immediately. You know, you're gonna have yeah. to find your way. You're gonna have to find your way around. So, we're gonna try to make it easier for people to um, actually, uh, I guess, sort of instructions and, and so they get familiar with like, hey, this is where you go. You go to the marketplace and how it works and just the game itself, so they could see the benefits of um, the system that uh, Mythical Games built and and get familiar with it, get excited about it. Um, because a lot of times, I, I don't want to give people the impression that they just go to this one place, you know, this one link, and, and boom, in two seconds, they participate. It's going to take a little longer than that. <laughs> so um, there's going to be some prep work that they need to do, you know, download the app. Because currently, right now, it's only available for PC and Mac. Um, so it's, you know, they're going to have to download it on their computer, register, and then get familiar with the thing. So hopefully the live feed that we're doing uh, tonight on Twitch helps with that. If you don't mind, and if you're not comfortable with this, I'm sure certainly wait till later. We've got about five minutes or so left in this episode since everybody's tuning in from LinkedIn. We don't have anyone necessarily here in the Discord server. Um, we could, if you want to, you too, if you want to share your screen and do a quick overview of how to get that started. And I know I'm putting you on the spot, so if that's not a good fit, then for sure when you're ready. Yeah, I'm gonna put uh, throw Ernest under the bus and ask him to do it. <laughs> You should have the ability to click uh, in the center console. We've got six icons here. That third one from the left. Where at? What am I doing? <laughs> uh, at, the, at the bottom of the screen, you've got the mic icon, you've got the camera icon. What, what am I doing? What am I sharing? Oh, we just want to share like the link because we're doing a video feed. So people on LinkedIn can see like where they can go. Since we're, we're streaming, we want people from the LinkedIn community and, and the Twitter and Facebook community to see how to support you since we're, we're doing the stream now. And it, okay. if that, that doesn't make sense, then I can try to fumble my way through it. And but I, I just want people about who are tuning in to, to support you since they're tuning in now. All right. So hold on one second. I'm trying to bring up the marketplace so they can see exactly where everything's going to be going and dropping. And All if, right. if not, I can share my screen. I just I don't know where I'm going. So this is going to be. So I, uh, maybe well, the, the easiest place to start is the website itself. Like yeah, blankos.com. Just, and then. Yeah, blankos.com. Just start at blankos.com and, and run with that. Okay, okay, let's <laughs> Seriously, it's a process. It's it's a little bit to get involved, and you need to start with the Blankos webpage and let them walk you through it. They actually did a really good job of going through the educational components on getting set up and getting verified and learning about the marketplace. And it's a whole experience like you, you have to start playing the game. And within the beginning of the game, they take you on how the NFTs work in the ecosystem, how to change them, how to upgrade them. And of course, it eventually takes you into the marketplace internally and externally in order to purchase. So that's the best way to do it. Start with Blankos.com. You're right. Newton. Okay. And so there's no way to just go directly to the marketplace like you would on, let's say, OpenSea. There's not a web marketplace where you can just like connect your wallet, uh, so log is, in, and bam. If you click on, there's a marketplace link on the top over there, but I haven't checked out the actual web interface for the okay. marketplace. I usually do it through the game itself, but you can you can click on the marketplace on top on the website. 
Open no, I'm not sure if it's. Oh, it, I, I would. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, this, is, this is browser based, so it may not be that. Uh, it's not browser based, Newton. No, the um, the he's at he's on the web page right now. He's not oh, the web page, yeah, I'm, yeah, so yeah. That, yeah. The the actual game itself. That, that's, yeah, yeah. And it, it's funny you mentioned that. Uh, you know, when we were talking before the podcast, Marcus, this is one of those prime examples of a comparison of NFTs for games in comparison to games for NFTs. So, you know, this is a game that is built and has this insane, just ecosystem, ecosystem, gameplay, everything that you could imagine. It's an actual AAA title. All right. And you being in esports and gaming know that the AAA title means something in comparison to games for NFTs where you have, you know, like, an eight fighting game on mobile because you bought us $300,000 NFT. That's, that's garbage, man. <laughs> it's, it's backwards. It's totally backwards. And that's one of the things we highlight in our courses uh, in one of our first courses that we're releasing is the comparison of projects that have games for NFTs versus NFTs for games and how you really have these, these different metrics of standards, because when you look at the games for NFTs, uh, you know, it's they're just trying to rush. They're trying to bring things in at a last minute to try to give a utility for their token. Whereas mm-hmm. the NFTs for games, like with Mythical, you know, they have a seasoned staff of gaming executives beyond what you could believe. And they're, you know, they're worth billions of dollars because it's about quality and storytelling. And it's a triple A game title. And they just incorporate NFTs into their structure to enrich the entire experience. No, you're right. You're right. Is there a place that people can go to learn more about your programming, your your educational content that you're putting out? Oh, they can follow me. They they can follow me on LinkedIn and we're going to be putting out the first course probably in the next two to three weeks. Uh, We're getting all of the curriculum collated with Tiffany Reese, PhD. She's uh, the CEO of Scale Learning Technologies and she's uh, an educator at Washington State University. You know, we've been working with her for a while now, and she's helping turn the information that we have into like, you know, structured content like you would get in a master's degree. You know, that she does. She works in higher education. So, you know, I wanted to make sure that when we put out educational material, it was done in a way that incorporated higher ed and incorporated faculty. And it has people that have spent their life teaching, helping us teach properly. Excellent. Well, you, everyone, you can see or those of you who are, who are watching the live stream. Uh, I'm on the mythical dot market. Um, that's their website to go to the marketplace. And there are a number of different uh, 3D characters here and and you know different things that you can add to it. Accessories for those characters, skins, if you will. Uh, everything from five bucks. I see something here that is, is eleven hundred dollars. And this one <laughs> yeah. is, is five million dollars. Oh, it's just a listing. It's just a listing. That's what that person wants. So, right, right. It's just, yeah. it's place, right, right. Supply and demand. It's a request. It's a request. <laughs> it's a, it's a request. <laughs> but we've seen some expensive NBA Top Shot, uh, you know, moments on the marketplace, uh, and, and obviously. Oh know, God! Some you know, of the, the biggest Macy. ones. Okay, so uh, Burberry. When Burberry did their drop uh, with with Blancos, they did a. Uh, I forget what it was called. Shark something, 
anyway, it was a really awesome drop. And those sold for like, I think a couple hundred bucks. And now they're all sitting in the thousands of dollars territory. Um, okay. So this is one of the really cool things The Adam.ATN you see right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one was the one that they launched like 10,000 minted uh, earlier. I think it was middle of last year. So they popped that character up by creating a gym rush. So you could get multiple atoms that you had leveled up to the very top value. And as you did that, you're able to combine them and burn those NFTs into singulars. And Marcus, if you scroll down just a little bit on that page, you see Adam.ATM. So Mm -hmm. that Adam.ATN.error, that is a merge of two different Adam.ATNs. And that Adam.ATN.KM is a merging of four of them all in total. And look at those prices. So that gem rush means that you're able to merge your characters together. They haven't talked about when they're doing another one. But when they do, there's going to be a gem rush series where you spend months building up a character, getting it to that uh, EXP level 15. And then you're able to combine it with other 15s to get that extra art and some extra incentives within the game attached to the character. Not not like benefits or upgrades to make the gameplay change, but the way they do it is when you get awesome accessories on them and you upgrade them, you get just different animations and different arts for trails and things that leave behind them. So it's more of an artistic experience and it doesn't like mess with the gameplay. Yeah, that's important. You don't want to mess with the balance. Yeah, that's right. And the great thing about this is like, the experience points and the unique designs of it. Um, once you can actually sell it and actually get real money for it, you know, um, so which is great. And and they make the whole process easy. So you it, like with you know like similar with other systems that don't have a marketplace similar to this, people were selling, you know, their characters and assets what via eBay or something, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I remember those days. Market. Yeah, you know, the gray market, but um, but this marketplace makes it way easy to, um, to actually build a character, add experience points and different accessories and, and, and sell it to other people. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we are a little bit out of time here on the podcast. Uh, thank All you right. both for making time, for joining us and for sharing that historic news. Again, history in the making. Thank you all for joining us, uh, both via LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, and I think that's all. Facebook. <laughs> be a part of, part of that experience. My oh, don't shot. you mean Meta? At Meta, right, right. Meta. <laughs> they may have already given up on that. <laughs> it's going to take me a while to start referring to them as Meta. I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not doing it. I refuse. <laughs> well, you saw they backed away from their currency. So oh, yeah, I know. Yep, that's what I said. Is that still a thing? <laughs> <laughs> can you let everyone know where they can find you all, um, you know, on LinkedIn, your websites, so they can continue to support you all and, and, and be along for this journey? Because obviously the two of you are making history, and this is just the beginning. Yeah, uh, World, Easy. Yep, that's uh, where the Ignisverse lies. We've got links to our projects, our NFT projects. It's got our learning management platform on there. Yep, just easy, World. Yeah, and for myself, um, you can find me across social medias. Let me see if I can get this right. Uh, Dream Fury Comics. Right here. Let's see that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. I, I forgot a little bit of housekeeping stuff here. So obviously, this podcast is powered by Gamify, the audio launch pad for everything Gamify, from metaverses to blockchain games and everything in between. 
I'm excited to share that today they launched a staking pool so you can get up to 200, I'm going to get this number wrong, 275% APR by staking GMI tokens. If that I, It's certainly above 200%. I, I'm going to get the number specifically wrong, but definitely go to gamify.gg to learn more about that. And we have our next episode coming up next Tuesday. It should be 10 a.m., whatever, February, February 8th. It's going to be with Anna uh, Stolva, Stolova, Stolova. I'm butchering her last name. I'm sorry, Anna. She's the co-founder of Rogue Fox Guild. So tune in next Tuesday for more Gamified Everything. Thank you all for joining us. We'll see you again soon. Thanks, guys. Night, Peace. Peace.